Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. I want the toughness of Isaiah. I watch okay. Isaiah fire on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that Chicago hey, stuff. He, hey. fire, he used to fire hey, on he people. He used to take off. Elbow people, all you that. You know, Isaiah is a black belt. Welcome back to the Point God podcast show presented by Slick on iHeartMedia. Shout out to iHeartMedia. Part two of my episodes. Part two of my conversation with the legend, the strategy, the coach, a mastermind, tough as nails. Jason Hart, head coach now of the Ignite G League team, coached at USC, one of the most well-respected basketball savants that we have in this game. 10-year NBA vet, Syracuse University, all century team hall of fame and we're here on the point guy show welcome back jay what's up dog? man glad to be here part two <laughs> b <laughs> barry white <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right man we gonna kick this one off uh with, with one of our you know like our, our lightning round questions okay who would jason hart be if he didn't find basketball? Probably a head coach, high school football coach, like standing in the community, one of them coaches that be at a school for 30 years, you know, part of the community. Because that's who raised us. Yeah. So I'll probably have been an extension of one of our former coaches. So that, that that's probably where I would be if I didn't play no basketball. What, 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 what made you decide that you wanted to be a coach or did coaching choose you? I thought coaching chose me, um, you know, towards the end of your career. I, I saw it when yeah. we was at the Clippers. Oh, you did? He was the only person I listened to. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, towards the end of our career, well, my career, you don't play as much. Yep. So now you start to go in and see the strategy part of it. Yeah. And, and towards the end of my career, I knew I wanted to coach because um, that's the part of the game that, that started exciting me more because you're not playing. Right. And so um, I knew that probably before that, though, B. But, yeah, I knew that. I wanted to coach. And, uh, and it just kind of chose me. Cause, I mean, it was and, point then, guard. and then, like, what is that process? Like, all right, coaching choose you. Somebody come and say, yo, I want you on my staff. You know, like, now that's way different than hooping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, a lot of great coaches or, or former players. Like, you know, like, what? who are you? Who are you as a basketball player in your coaching? And what have you left behind in your basketball that you've picked up in your coaching? All right, so how do how do how do I get here? How do I get to coaching? When I retired in two thousand ten, I knew I wanted to coach college. And so I could have went overseas and I obviously made money, but I didn't want to do that, I wanted to coach. So the first person I reached out to was Pat Barrett, because I didn't know nobody uh-huh. back at the crib from playing. And um, he gave me my first AAU coaching job, so I coached SCA. Okay. 
Next year, um, I hooked up with Kelly Williams, Mark, Marcus Williams' dad, mm-hmm. coached uh, Team Jennings, Brandon's yep. program. Then I got a head coaching job at Taft. Mm-hmm. Then from I won the city championship as a coach, first year coach at Taft, and then I got hired as an assistant coach at Pepperdine. Got it. And then from Pepperdine, did one year at Pepperdine. Um, Andy Enfield got the head job at UCLA. He was looking for some local uh, coaches. He hired me at USC. I'm at USC. So I did it like I grinded it because I didn't want nobody to say they gave it gave yeah. me something. And yeah. then they don't really respect you because they right. think former players just think they could just come and coach. Yep. So I was driving them vans from L.A. to Vegas, enjoying it, though. Right. And, and, and going to these local area tournaments. And that helped build me um, as a coach because I got a chance to see how we was in the back of them vans again. Uh. All that. <laughs> Where he at? We're buried at. Is that the bus stop? You know, yeah. is it, they, did we leave him? <laughs> I got to go through all that again, man. And so that showed me that this is what I really wanted to do because now you really impacting. Yeah. You touching. Yeah. You grabbing. Yep. And so I always looked at being a college coach, bro, as a uh, as somebody that's going in the neighborhood because I'm, I'm real big on recruiting L.A. and grabbing them out of here and putting them in a position academically they don't even know nothing about yeah. yet. Yeah. Hopefully in 15 years after. So my, my goal was easy. I wanted to go grab all of them and come into school and go to school for free and play basketball. Yeah. And so what I picked up now as a, as a coach that I left as a player, I, I have way more compassion. Mm. You know, again, when you're playing, you don't got no compassion. Remember, so you got to like people now. You got to like people now. You got to have a heart. <laughs> yeah. Right? You got to care. Yeah. Because if you don't, then they can see right through it. Mm-hmm. And so from the game to coaching now, it's compassion, it's caring, it's understanding, and knowing that they're going to make mistakes and they're trying to find their way in the world. What would you say like uh, makes a good coach? Man, a good coach understands that every player, every play is not going to be perfect. And you just you just basically want to know that um, they want a, co- a, a player wants to know that a coach has his best interest. So I just think those two things, don't coach the game as if you was Michael Jordan, coaching mm-hmm. from a perspective where mistakes happen. And um, understanding who you coaching. Would you say is patience is the most important thing? Man, patience is probably the number one thing. Because I make Coach Barron. He's like, nah, man, I see this. Yeah. I'm going to have to roll with you or we're going to have a relationship. So, <laughs> right. you, so if I do say I don't see that, at least you'll believe me. Yeah. And so that's what it is. It's definitely patience, man, and listening. You got to become a good listener. Okay. Uh, another lightning round question is um, you have artists. It can be music. It can be a chef. It can be pretty much anybody uh there's three artists that you have to pick that define who Jason Hart is as a point guard. Who is it? Oh. DJ Quick. Okay. <laughs> Gotta go with DJ Quick, man. That's part of our culture. Uh let's see. I you know what? Who somebody else who I would think it'd be like our burger stand. I'm gonna go burger palace. Okay. Yeah, and the reason I said a burger stand yeah. because that's what we grew up on. Yeah, for you got sure. $4, go get your burger special. Real so I'm going to go with burger. And, and, and then I'm going to go with uh, my my uh, my middle school principal at Horseman. Uh-huh. I, I, I would say those three people can give you who Jason Hartman is. Yo, 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 we got to tap in real quick. We, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. You think about like other point guards, right? 
especially in like in your era when you hooping. If you had a magic wand and you can say, hey, dude, boom, you in my jersey, I'm in your spot. <laughs> you know, like what other teams would like who would you have wanted to play for and or play point guard for, you know, uh, while you were in the NBA? NBA. Man, if I can do a magic wand and be a something, it would have been the Lakers and Magic. Like, this what we grew up at. Like yeah. Magic Johnson made us want to play basketball. Right. Like, we all tried to do all that growing up. So it would have to be like the Lakers in like the '86, the '88 team. Yeah, like Every, everybody picked Magic, dude. You, I mean, I mean, you, Isaiah was like, yo. Put uh, uh, he was like put me on the Lakers. I was like take Magic off. He was like no 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 no. We gotta rock. I want to rock with Magic. Me too. Everybody want to rock with Magic. Because bro. I mean like who who else to, to play with? If like, you think about yeah, the end of the day, yeah, you know, yeah. he high fiving yeah, fast yeah, break yeah. like who? And he unselfish. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man, Magic. On, <laughs> and he probably had a good time when the when the, it was over with too. Top five point guards. Uh, not even top five. Give me five point guards. That you love, mm. so obviously Magic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go all. I'm a, I'm a throwback, so I'm gonna go all old school. Magic, mm-hmm. Isaiah, mm-hmm. Stockton, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Gary Payton, mm-hmm. Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that I like watching yep. growing up. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Good group, right? That's a hell of a... <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, that's solid. Hey, man, Stockton don't, Stockton don't get his enough problems, hey, man. Bro. You know, you got... Stockton was... Hey, bro. Did you play with Stockton? No, I did not play with him. Uh, I played against him. Oh, God. And was terrified because he wasn't that big. Hey, I, I see your story that you did on him. <laughs> hey, bro, it's real, huh? Man, Stockton hey, bro, you... big old hands and... Can't find him, dude. Him and Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues gave me great anxiety. Like, what players... When you played against him in the league, <laughs> he was like, fuck, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I just know this motherfucker is going to have a good game, bro. God damn. Man, you know, back then, it, it wasn't even in the game. It was when I went to San Antonio my second year in the league, and I'm guarding Terry Porter. <laughs> like, man, I grew up watching this dude. He's yeah. like cracking me, and he moving slow. And that's what people don't understand. Like, and you would think it would be like some athletic freak. It was Terry Porter yeah. in practice, man, giving me the business. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? How you stop it? You get it. You understand hey, it because you know, man. Hey, bro, I know. Yeah, hey, it's, hey, hey, it's hard when you just, like, Sam Cassell was like that for me. It yeah. was like, if I had a good game against Sam Cassell, and I felt like we won. That's all I cared about. Right. But mono and mono, it was going to be hard for me to beat mm-hmm. Sam Cassell doing point guard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he was just, he all over the place, bro. <laughs> we played y'all your rookie year. Playoffs. Yeah. Remember, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you no, was balling out. We was, we was hanging out, too. <laughs> yeah, we was hanging out. <laughs> we didn't have nothing to do with nothing Milwaukee. Nothing to do, man. <laughs> yep. Man, that was some good times, man. Who's the hardest person? That you've had to guard outside of Terry Porter. <laughs> Man, I, I, I ain't going to lie. Now, Now anxiety, you, you played against him. You seen him. It had to be back then. Because remember, early on, those 01, 02, I wasn't really playing as much. Yeah. But when I did, that second year of San Antonio, it was Iverson. Oh, my gosh. You know what made him so good is he never got tired. Yeah. And so that's intimidating. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, man, he, that's when he was doing like 40s a night, weighing 160. Yep. People don't understand like how good he was. He too, was man. amazing, bro. I was just saying like he had, he had balance, 
at, like it was almost like he was a cat with incredible long. You know what I mean? Like he had bat wingspan. You know, like freak of nature, dude. I wonder what his wingspan was because he did have some long arms. Oh, he had some long ass arms. Ain't shoot fadeaway threes. Remember they said zipper him up. Yeah, and he would turn inside and shoot and, the three. Yeah, and, and and catch it on the uh, just lean on the one. Yeah, yeah man. oh my god, I just I was just doing something with Al Harrington talking about AI, man. I was like, and he was so little. He was little. That as soon as you put a hand on him, he gone. He gonna start free throws. I hate free throws. <laughs> free throws. Uh, what coach would you say inspired you the most? Bernie Bickerstaff. And the reason why I say Bernie Biggerstaff because he was all that in one. He was your your grandfather, your father, your your coach, your disciplinarian. But he showed love too, and he showed that you can be an NBA coach and love your players and have that respect. And so Bernie Biggerstaff for me, I'm gonna say it again. He gave me my first million dollars. Wow. And so you know I'm always gonna feel yeah. endeavor to him. And then obviously his son JB, who's the head coach at Cleveland, was on staff. But Bernie Biggerstaff by far for me. Talk about that and talk about now with your new position as a head coach of the uh, G League Ignite. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you most excited about, right? Because you get you get to do what you love to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you've been going to the hood, getting kids, having them go to SC. SC is cracking now. They've been beating my Bruins. <laughs> mad at you for that. <laughs> um, but now you get to take – that next step and take these kids that are coming out of high school, you know what I mean, that may leave college early, and now they they are in they in the league. They in the league. They get mm-hmm. they getting paid real money. Yeah. They getting paid every two weeks. It's good for me because I'm coaching the age I coach at UCLA. Yeah. So now – USC. USC. I know man, you love bro. UCLA. I did. That's, I ain't gonna lie. that's what we I do did. to SC people. I did. I ain't going to lie. We all love USC, <laughs> UCLA coming up. And you like USC football. I do. Or no, Notre no, Dame. No, no, you Notre Dame. I hate SC football. <laughs> I almost caught it. <laughs> I almost caught it. But no, I mean, I get to coach the age that I, I'm comfortable being around with, obviously, 18, 19. But now, as, as opposed to – and there's nothing wrong with college. As opposed to telling them to go to class – now it's, uh, man, make sure you say your money or just do text. You got to respond back to the text or don't worry about having a bad game. Get to the next game. You, you teaching them different things and you teach them how to be a pro on and off the court. But they getting paid real bread. They right? getting paid real bread. They getting paid real bread. And, and they not there yet. No. Right? So, like, how do you prepare? Like, how do you prepare? You know what I mean? Well, coach them up. So yeah. obviously they got a, it's, it's a whole it's a whole they come from high school so it's gonna be terminology zippers yep. flares shaking up you teach them the whole NBA terminology but you teaching them more than anything just the NBA terminology to bring it every night yeah like I don't think they understand like you got to play Monday Tuesday day off fly to Texas and then Thursday yeah you got they don't understand Dallas that. Houston back to back that's what I'm saying so it's teaching them how to prepare their mind and body to to be pros uh, right this is just a stopgap but uh, that's the good part because I can teach them that part from a from a role player point yep. of view like yep. you got to be ready you don't yeah. know when you're gonna get your name called you know you don't know when so teaching them um, that way and I think they, they hopefully we can uh, do some good things no I think it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. I mean if just looking at your journey. And looking like, you know, just the patience, you know what I mean? And patience pays off. But the hard work, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You cannot undermine mm-hmm. the hard work. And, like, if you were talking to, 
young point guards, right, that are thinking about, hey, I I want to be on that G League team, right? I need to take the Jason Hart route, right, uh, the road less, less, less traveled, right? What, what do you say to them, you know what I mean, from a point guard perspective that, that gives them some guardrails? Well, for one, man, you, you know, you, you had your own style. Believe in what you do. I wasn't BD. I wasn't, like, flying around. Right. You know, I knew what I was. And be comfortable in who you are and yep. try to become the best version of that. Mm. It's hard to be me trying to be, like, how I want to be and play like you. Right. It's going to come out like a messed up cake. Yeah. So be comfortable in who you are and then maximize that. Mm. It's really simple, man. We, we Sometimes we be chasing too many illusions. Yeah, no, I, I use that as a reference now in business. Yeah. It's like, man, what I ask people, what is your superpower? Let's double down on that. There you go. Now, where do you need help? Let us all try and support. You know what I mean? Because yep. somebody may, that may be their superpower. Yep. Now you're off the hook. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, yep. like, be who you are. Develop who you are. Right? Um, I have another one. If you were to build your perfect point guard, how would you build them? So I would build them, let me see, about 6'3", six, <coughs> six, 6'4", six, about 195. Okay, so built like, hmm. Who's 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, like like Steve as, Francis, maybe? Yeah, how tall is Gilbert? Gilbert's 6'4". Okay, somewhere around there. I think Steve Francis is 6'3", yep. yep, yep. Long, wiry, you don't got to be too, too, you know, built up. Um, speed, obviously, lateral quickness is very speed key. Speed like who? Speed like a um, who was a good quick point guard. Uh, I don't want to say Iverson. That's just too fast. Ty Lawson. There you go. Something like that. Ty wow. Lawson. But East and West speed. Okay. Because like in, in basketball, you it's rare this you're gonna do that sometime. Yeah. But laterally to guard you, dude, mm-hmm. it's like come on, man. You gotta have a lateral quickness. And then obviously shooting is a big part of it, but not so much. I think the IQ of the game. I All would right. probably overdose him with IQ. So who whose IQ would you take? Andre Miller. Gut? All right, take Andre Miller IQ. Who shooting are you taking? Uh, Steph is like that's cheat code, man. I'm gonna go uh, Terry Porter. Go Terry back Porter my, my vet. Did he okay. have a wet one? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want the t- I want the toughness of Isaiah. I watch okay. Isaiah fire on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that Chicago. Hey, he hey. fire. He's a fire hey, on people. He used to take off elbow people. All you that. know, Isaiah is a black belt. It, 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 it's, it, you can see why he used to really like sock people and get after people that's why nobody really liked him on the court but he talked so nice and like what's his name but he was a killer he was a killer man you Isaiah tough and have all them attributes that sounds like that's, a Hall of Fame career right like there a Hall of Fame career for sure I love that Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. All right. Speed, uh, a little quick fire speed round. Best coach you ever played for? Greg Popovich. Uh, um, best player you played with? Tim Duncan. Shit, man, I quit, dude. <laughs> what was that like, dude? Man, Tim Duncan, 
he was probably the coldest basketball oh my player. God. And then I used to be like in his presence, like, damn, you super duper nice. But guess what? He would come to the game and give you that look like he's not even like there. You know that little look yeah, he yeah. But he was a stone cold hey, like Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I got a chance to play with him for two years. Hey, man. bro. Sick. Sick. I got <laughs> I was blessed. Hey bro, you know, you I know when we do the question, which point guard would you pluck off a team? Right. And replace yourself? Uh-huh. Tony Parker, one of our next guests. I need Tony Parker off. Put me with Tim Duncan. Oh my God. We got chips, hey, huh? dog, I love me some Tim fucking Duncan, dude. One of the coldest basketball players. Forget position, basketball players. His Period. IQ is crazy, man. How did he help you become a, a you know a better point guard? Great question. You know what, man? For for playing with stars, and I was like role player. Playing with him, he was such a killer teammate. Like, I get in the game and, like, hesitate, shoot. He like, shoot it. Yeah. And, like, when a star telling you like that, you're like, damn, you telling me? Yeah. And so what he did was what he always empowered his teammates because he knew you was going to throw in the ball regardless. Yeah. But he made you feel comfortable, wanted on the team, man. That went from 1 through 15. And that was his super skill to make everybody on the team play at a level that they thought they was better than. I mean, damn it. They had a gang of good role players. Hey, dog, right? they had a gang of good role players who just got, who who really got busy. And somebody else said, Tim Duncan made you feel like you were the superstar on the team and he was happy to be on your team. I'm telling you, man, he used to tell me to shoot. I'm like, damn, you want me to shoot it? Are you sure you want me? He's like, man, shoot it. And I never knew what it meant, but he was just trying to put that confidence in me, man. But Tim Duncan... By far, man, the best. Shout out to played. Tim Duncan, man. No doubt. We we love you on the Point God podcast. No doubt. All right, your uh, give me five underrated point gods that you love that you would want to see interviews. Chauncey Billups. Okay. Chauncey was uh he was really really good. Sam Cassell. For sure. Nick the Quick Van Exel. Oh my God, we had Nick on. Okay, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I love Nick. But go ahead, yeah. yeah, that's three. Um, who else I can give up there? You know who I always thought was good, and and, and he was a, he was your heir too. It was uh, Jeff McGinnis. Oh, I love like Jeff little, McGinnis. Like he had his own style game. Yeah, he had, yeah. It's to get buckets yeah, with him, he floaters. Yeah. He had his own style yeah. game, man. So I always yeah. respected Jeff McGinnis because he got it out the mud. And yeah. Yeah, although he went to Carolina, he had to get his the hard way. So yeah, Jeff and then Earl Boykins, man. What, oh he, what he was doing at that time, B. Hey, dude, dude what he was, you, he was doing. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> hey, dude. Earl Boykins, where are you, dog? Hey, what you was doing to us on 10 days and coming off the bench. Hey, dude, you see Earl Boykins, and if you don't know, oh, everybody in the locker room going to be like, hey, bro, don't fuck around with her. <laughs> hey, he 30. He giving you 30 buzzer beaters. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Shout out to Earl Boy. He was an assistant coach at uh, Arkansas last year. Oh, he was? Yeah. I bet you them players have no idea, nah, they bro. probably look at him like, man, who Like, you didn't play in the league? Like, yeah, what? Yeah, right. Yeah, hey, right. bro, he was out there giving some of your favorite players the business. No question. That's man. a great find, dude. Yep. That's a great find. And so, you know, wrapping up the show. One, I appreciate you, man, yep. and tell you I always looked up to you, man. Appreciate you, bro. Like, you are, like, the staple for us and, like, you know, L.A. point guards in our generation. You are our coach. You know what I mean? You're the leader. We look up to you. You hold us accountable, too. You love us. You know what I mean? And I want you, you know, in your last words to just impart some wisdom 
on this next generation of L.A. guards, but also just point guards and future point guards uh, around the country? Well, man, I just want to tell, uh, you know, future guards, players in general, just become comfortable in who you are. I think social media uh, has us chasing the illusion where we don't even like our own selves. And then you throw the sports in it, that's what creates the anxiety. So if I could tell each point guard, each player, you know, specifically from L.A. County, be who you are, man. Embrace who you are. Get better at what you do. Become great at it. And, and you never know where what, what can happen in your life. And just believe and, and don't quit, man. Don't don't never give up. And just, you know, go hard. L.A. hard. I love that, bro. Yeah. I love that. Another artist I wanted to uh, – Pen on your board was Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, that's my dog. Remember, because, remember, remember, yeah, yeah you remember yeah. We, was, we found the clip. I'm like, yeah. Biddy, this dude, this, this. Yeah. I let you hear the RSC. Yeah, yeah. But that's my dog right yeah, there. Yeah, all day. Nipsey all Hussle, day. Man, for sure. Yeah, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Out the mud. Not a red heart, not a purple heart, a J heart, a blue heart. You feel me? Toughness. Smarts, patience, humbleness, effectiveness, understanding how to be comfortable and being great in your comfort. The legend, pioneer LA basketball, a game changer, took his talents to the Big East. What? Rock the Big East to the league. Rock the league to college, to high school coaching. Now, the head coach of the G League, Team Ignite. Your future superstars will be honored and blessed to have the foundation that they're going to have when they see you walking into their first NBA experience. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done thank you Jason Hart iHeartMedia Slick presents The Point God Show and I'm your boy BD Hollaback Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.